0: Anywho, now that's out of, our, out of our systems. Hey, let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. Um, So which, which one do we end on first, so that I can get all my ducks in a row?
1: Okay, so this is a follow-up to our Mandalorian episode. This is episodes uh, three through five. Yeah, oh wow, we skipped a few. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I figured doing three at a time would be better doing the, the three episodes of two. Oh, yeah. Doing and two so- episodes of three. That's a good point. Yeah, and so, um, um, this is Joseph Pancha. That's Randy Keepers. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I love how professional the podcast is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know, we have introductions. Sometimes we um, we don't. <laughs> we get into it both feet first. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up one thing. Yeah. That one of my patrons. Thank you very much. Um, Gave me, uh, told me on our last episode. This is super bunny bun said. FYI, since you brought it up, Django and Boba Fett are still Mandalorians. It's just in the Clone War 3D series, a sort of retcon Mandalorian culture. So they're normally pacifist. It's oh. a branch- it's a branching sect that falls much older ways of honorable warriors. Um, oh. I'm assuming that's what, what the Mandalorian TV show is kind of that sect. I assume from back. In the Kotor and old, old Republic days. This sect was where Cy Bain and Jango are from. Sabine. Yeah. Ast- Sabine are the Planet's leader. Are the Planet's leader outright um, cast... castrigates Jango. Hmm. Is, is castrigates a good thing or a bad thing? Hmm. I know castrates is a bad thing. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Maybe that's why he had to clone himself. get was <laughs> That was like punishment. So like Django Bay was an outcast. Um, so, so I've also, I went a little bit deeper with um aliens and Star Wars. And if you're, a, if you look like a human, you're, you're just a human. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter where you're from. And um, Mandalorian, as you kind of learned from one of the episodes, is more, more of a culture because Mando was not born in the Mandalorian culture, but he was... Um, he was a foundling, they yeah, said. A the foundling, yeah. You know, maybe there are more pure-bred Mandalorians, but maybe it's just a species of, you know, people like that. Or, you know, society like that. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, so weird. there's a lot of Mandalorian lore. Um, I know the people who worked on Mandalorian also worked on Clone Wars and Rebels. Like, oh, okay. Like yeah. one of the one of the main guys working on it was also working on that show. Right on. So, uh, so the Mandalorians in these shows are more like a sect that's a little bit more, um, I mean, they're not violent per se, but you know, they have their own ways. They're definitely not pacifist. Yeah. They, they get shit done. <laughs> yep. So last episode of the Mandalorian, um, uh, Mando is on his way back to bring the child yodeling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh back to uh, evil old Empire Guy.
0: yep. yep, and he and they make the delivery, and then things happen. <laughs> cool <Yeah>. things
1: happen. <laughs> yeah he gets all that he gets all that um special material, and the are made-
0: the best car armor. And he gets yeah. the best armor. Oh
1: man, that's so rad! Yes, I love gets, it so much. He gets his new shiny armor. Um, uh huh. It's been a couple weeks since we've seen the episode, but and then he gets kind of to a, a confrontation with another uh, Mandalorian. Um, did he say like his armor is like blood money or something like that? Well, he, he because the there was a
0: a big old purge of Mandalorians when the uh, when the Empire was really taken over and. Um, the Mandalorian who, who who took issue with him bringing the scar back um, that had the the Imperial signet on it, um, it it pissed him off because he's like, "You're working with the people who killed us." Right.
1: What the hell? And, I think even even have a flashback this episode where you mm-hmm. see um, the droids from like the prequels. Um, yes. Raydus, village. Village. Hmm. Um yeah so he slow uh, we learned a little bit or they hint at like what they're gonna do with um, the Yoda which at this point has become an internet sensation mm-hmm. you know this is two weeks ago he's even bigger now yeah he's he's kind of a big deal <laughs> He's such a big he... big deal for such a little guy mm-hmm. um, they said they were gonna start the transfer with the Yoda Ling. So I think you were right that they were going to transfer his force power somehow mm-hmm. into someone else. Yeah. Um but yeah Mando has a change of heart. He realizes that you know, it was the wrong thing to do. I, I saw some people think that he allowed the trade to happen so he could get the armor and then save the baby, but I think he had a change of heart after the fact, personally. Yeah.
0: But, um... Like... Sorry. When, um... When, uh... When the, the, uh... What is it? The Forge Master? The Forge Master was uh going over his, his armor and, uh... And, you know, thinking about what, what she's going to make for him next as far as, you know, what his armor upgrade will be. She asked him... Uh, what did this to your armor? And he said, you know, he says, the Mudhorn. And she's like, well, then your signet will be a Mudhorn. And he's like, no, it it wasn't just my kill. Um, it wasn't an honorable kill. And she's like, what? Why? And he, he replies to her that uh, he got help from an enemy. And she's like, well, why would an enemy help you? And it's he said, because he didn't know he was my enemy. And I feel like that was like the moment for him where it like dawned on him. Like I made a mistake. This is, you know, I, I need to make this right because you know, the, the, the empire is bad news bears and they, they knew that, you know, they knew that from the beginning. He knew that from the beginning and, um, as a means to an end, yeah, it was to get good, get, uh, Beskar back into the hands of Mandalorians. um, but he, you know, it's obvious he didn't feel right about the, the transfer. He didn't feel right about uh, handing handing over a child to the Empire. To, I also uh, uh, thought it was a little
1: bit greedy for him to, like, make an entire set of armor for himself.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like they they still said that there was going to be plenty left over yeah, to, to go to foundlings. Because um, apparently uh, Beskar, it, like, it... It seems like you can use only a little bit of it, but get a whole lot out of it. You know, that's what it seems like.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, um, so he—that's—I think I feel like it was that he had a a change of heart. He felt bad about the situation, and then he was like, "No, I've got to make this right." And and he doesn't know where he's going to go to to protect this child, but he knows he needs to protect this child. And yeah. I. I I love that, by the way. This this uh, sense of uh, I want to say honor and duty because that's that's how he he is. Um, I have I have fallen in love with the Mandalorian, um, with the with just how the character is, and he has quickly
1: he's quickly dethroned Boba Fett for me. <laughs> I mean Boba Fett's a, a nothing a, no, a nobody character. He just yeah. <laughs> he just looked kind of cool, you know.
0: Yeah, I was like Boba Fett who? Well, I mean he's He's kind of a big deal in in Clone Wars uh, yeah, yeah. animated series, but that still it makes sense. It,
1: it still makes sense that oh, uh, you yeah, have to remember Boba Fett died as a ga- as a as a gag in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, I, I don't. Was there I, a? Uh, they did say one thing about Mandalorians on this planet, it's saying only one goes out at, out at time. Yeah, um, and it seems like Mando's always out. So like, wonder if the other Mandalorians are like, why does this guy get to go out all the time? We're stuck in this cave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're
0: all just hanging out here, feeling bad for ourselves. What the
1: h, man? <laughs> it's like, well, he's a he's a bounty hunter. He's, a, I guess, he's you know, he's the best bounty hunter, so he gets all stuff for him. Probably, like he, I feel like uh, he,
0: um, he's one of the reasons why they, you know, still have any money at all yeah you know, and he's he's you know helping them helping them survive he's so like instead that. of
1: a a signet he gets um singing birds attached to his gauntlets is what it's called right, yeah, or
0: the most badass homing <laughs> weapon ever made that kills yeah. everybody in a room.
1: He's <laughs> like, I wonder if that'll be important within this episode, and then it um, is important within that episode. I was told this episode is like. Star Wars John Wick. Oh, yeah. Where's oh, the yeah. Mandalorian going through this compound, just laying waste of all these stormtroopers? He's, he's, he's not even, like... He, he, he's, um... He's, like,
0: uh... Um... Such a badass. Like, he's such a badass. And he's, uh... <laughs> like, just watching him take on these, these stormtroopers who happen to still be around, you know? Like, uh, it just, it's just crazy, just seeing seeing him uh, kick all that ass all at once. It was so cathartic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. It was cathartic to me.
1: And we'll meet up with that doctor again, who, um, who says he was trying to protect the child. Yeah. Um, do you believe that was the case?
0: um well, he did say that he um he was the reason why the child was still alive yeah, and so I feel like he was like he was more interested in preserving the 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 child largely because he um he's a uh you know he's a child he's just a child and he's part of a extremely reclusive, extremely rare race, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I, I I feel like that's that's what that that's what that is, you know. So anyway, um but yeah and then and then with the with just when I didn't just when the episode couldn't get any more hype. <laughs> just when I thought that it was it was already you know we were coming to the the, the pinnacle of of this badass scenario that we're looking at here, um, uh, then a bunch of Mandalorians show up.
1: Yeah, Mando's surrounded. Um, uh, Carl Weathers is like after him. Yep, he's going to yep. box that him is, to death because. What uh, oh, you were saying?
0: You were saying. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Also, and the whole guild is pissed off at him because he, you know, he went back on the contract. He went, uh, he went back on him, and he uh, he took the took the bounty back, and that uh, that doesn't. And they're already
1: out. mad at him that he got the bounty. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and then all the tribal Mandalorians come in on jetpacks. Like <laughs> I mean, I cheered during that moment. Yeah. Me too. I'm like. <laughs> like, like I wasn't expecting, um, like The Mandalorian to give me a I've earned a cheer out loud moment in episode three, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah. But, but they did. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy, and I was just like,
1: "Oh my gosh, this is way too cool!" Because actually, I was thinking, I was like, "I wonder why Mando doesn't have a doesn't have a jetpack." I mean, because that that would. That would just be too easy for him to get out of some situations for for, for a, you know a TV show, but um at the end of the episode he's like I have to get me one of those <laughs> I have to get me one of those <laughs> and I like when he's flying away with um, the child and that Mandalorian that he had the argument with like salutes him <laughs> in his jet yeah, pack. It's
0: with his with his um with his jetpack on looks over at him and he's just like. Gotta
1: get me one of those. <laughs> so we also cool. learned that um that keeping your helmet on for Mandalorian culture is uh, at least for this sect is very important. Um, if you take yeah. off your helmet uh in front of others and you can never put it on again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, Oh what Django
0: Fett, you suck at being a Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was thinking too. But you and can kinda of, uh, See that, like, well, he got exiled, Maybe he doesn't feel like he doesn't yeah. need to anymore. And then there's like but, um, but, like, Boba Fett, definitely. Uh, yeah. Keeping up the traditions. Alright, it's episode four. It's episode four. This is when people start to get mad at the series, because it has a woman in it. It
0: has the women being competent in things.
1: <laughs> and it in- has
0: has a director who is a woman. And it is a, fa- a space fantasy series <laughs> where a woman dare do space
1: fantasy things. <laughs> uh, this one, was this called the... This was one was a sanctuary, I think it's was called. I think so. Um, yeah. And this reminded me a lot of, like, a western of, like, the man with no name walks into a town, protects him from bandits. Yeah. Um, unexpectedly, finds love, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. There's, yeah. The, there's the the widow, who's like the kind of matriarch of the town. You know, like she knows weapons and all that. There's a lot of cliches going on. In this Episode yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so they go to this planet because mm-hmm. he thinks the youngling will be safe there. Yep. Um, but turns out not so much. Not so much. There's still stuff that happens, and uh, so
0: he he like goes to that bar, and Yodeling hangs out with him, and he notices strong woman, <laughs> and I, I, uh, and like he immediately is like, uh oh, something's up. Okay, hey Yodeling, you hang out here while I go deal with the trouble, and then he goes out, and they get into a fist fight with. He gets into a fist fight with Strong Woman and and then they <laughs> um, and then they're about to kill each other and then there's the yodeling with a bowl of soup and he drinks it <laughs> and they're like
1: you know what? Maybe we shouldn't try to kill each other. What's good? <laughs> yeah, the lady's name is Kara, Dune. She was a uh, she was a rebel shock trooper. Yep. And you know when they say that, when they say that about her
0: and uh uh, I, I know that the actress that plays her, she is a. Um, she's yeah, a
1: WWE person. No, no she
0: was an American Gladiator, and okay. she, she's a she's she lifts. Your girl lifts, <laughs> and I'm. She was in she was in the first Deadpool movie. She was. Uh, yeah, she, she was. Like, a,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember that. Now. Yeah, I remember looking her up. Um, I heard on Twitter someone say, "I wonder if this is a uh, a test for her being She Hulk." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be at even a little mad if she ended up being She-Hulk. But then again, Jen was before she was She-Hulk. She was she was not a terribly bold or boisterous person. She was timid and, and soft spoken and little and
1: adorable. So slightly off topic, but it's kind of related since it's Disney Plus. Um, I wonder if <laughs> She-Hulk will be a person in makeup or a, like a big CG person.
0: Oh, part of me wants her to be a person in makeup, because Jen, Jen is, uh, and like, camera tricks. Camera tricks
1: and makeup, friend. Make the woman look big. <laughs> exactly. I know, Um, I think recently She-Hulk in the comics have, has been more, like, bulky. Almost, almost like um, regular Hulk. Yeah, she's been But t- traditionally, she is just kind of a really tall, athletic woman. She's tall
0: and extremely fit. Extremely yeah. fit, and I always i always loved. Oh man, i, I cannot tell you how much I love She Hulk. <laughs> I love her so much. Now I, it's like, oh, uh, Randy, it seems like you have a type. So what? So what?
1: Yeah, what? I remember. I remember our uh, Borland's discussion about the bus siren. <laughs> yes. Oh, would put me in a headlock and make me sleep. <laughs> all I ever wanted. Anyway. Yeah, so he finds himself in this village um, wow. where um, even besides like, you know, obviously the fanboys didn't like this because had strong female characters, but also um, Mando seems to kind of let down his guard a little bit in um, yeah. this episode. Like, He takes off his helmet to eat. You don't see his face or anything. Yeah, thank God. But, um, <laughs> but like, because it's kind of a They're saying, like, oh, we never take off our helmet. It's like, well, how do you eat? Do you just eat through a straw all day? Yeah, Um, he's just like, suck it in. Yeah, so. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's also symbolic saying he was comfortable. Yeah. uh, In his his place. And, you know, he defends the town, um, the help from Kara, from some bandits who uh, has an ATST. Um mm-hmm. which they like build up to be like an unstoppable weapon. You know?
0: Yeah. Like, there's no I mean, way we
1: can stop this.
0: I was gonna say, um it's true that ATSTs are kinda rough if you don't have like vehicle support to handle them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're ATSTs. They're they're kind of a pain in
1: the ass. And uh I mean a couple of ewoks with some logs. B- well, they got the element B- of surprise on their side, yeah. and they also have rule of cute. There's no way they can lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't um, anyway. Kara say in this episode that she was on cleanup duty on Endor? Uh-huh. Something like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, um, and then they... Uh, so the village that he's he's been... Because we didn't... I don't think we mentioned it, but the village that they end up going to um, is a village that is regularly accosted by bandits, who uh those bandits had the ATST. Yeah, that's right. And um but then they then we get a, a nice training montage of everybody. And uh one of the offending scenes for the fanboys is that um is that the widow is a marksman. Mm-hmm. And it, what, what's, what's great is, like, there's literally no context to this character, and there's no... Nobody- which I've learned
1: later is also a cliche in Westerns. Like, the widowed um, the widowed person is usually... They have to defend their home now, so they're gonna learn how to shoot a, a rifle.
0: Yeah, right? It, it's like, uh, or, or even more so, like, you know, hey, so her husband, her late husband, could have been a marksman... And most marksmen that I've ever met, like here, because I live in Utah. Utah is home to a lot of cowboys. And if you like guns and you're a cowboy, a lot of the cowboy men will teach their cowboy wives, girlfriends, and children how to shoot. That's how they do. It's, it's, I don't know why people are like, oh, oh yeah, of course, she knows how to shoot. It's like, dude, I'm from Utah. If, to find a widow who doesn't know how to shoot, who had a husband who was a gun enthusiast, get out of my face with that nonsense! Everybody knows how to shoot out here in Utah because everybody likes guns out here in Utah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even our even our Democrats like uh, like guns out here. That's how much guns matter in here here in Utah. Anyway, so uh, the 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 training montage happens, and then it's finally time for them to uh, formulate a plan to deal with the. The walker and the, the idea is to uh piss off these dogmen because that's what they look like to me. They look like dogmen.
1: Um Wasn't and, this the one where they had the joke where they're like in their base trying to do something? And two of them and two of the enemies just walk into the room. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, so they just get knocked over the head or whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and then like uh so they lure the, the, the them out and they get the walker out there and they follow the plan, and they do. They blow up the walkers. The bandits aren't nearly as boisterous about it anymore, about, you know, taking advantage over people anymore. And, um... And so, anywho... Um, and he is considering leaving the child there. Yeah, he is considering it very seriously, because this place is peaceful. It's real nice. Everybody... And all the children in the
1: village... Absolutely adore him. They love him so much. Um, Yeah, they find out that parts of the guild track them down, so you know he's he's not safe there. People called this a filler episode, and um, I kind of agree because it doesn't advance the plot a lot, but I think it does show some character growth. I mean I think I think episode two was a 4 episode. It didn't actually do much <laughs> in terms of story. Um, neither did this one. And kind of neither did the next one. Um, I thought. So episode five, the gunslinger, the first one not written by uh John Favreau. Yep. Actually. Um takes I, place on Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh
0: go, I, I just watched this one. I watched it last night. <laughs>
1: okay. So this one takes place on Tatooine. Yeah. Oh, fan service.
0: When I when I saw them, when I saw him landing in that landing pad, and I saw the way that the buildings were, because like I didn't see anywhere that it immediately indicated to me that it was uh, Tatooine, like right away, until I saw the the uh, the external structures of the buildings, and, and then I saw that you know everything else. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, this is this has got to be tattooing. And then he goes into that bar, and I'm like, oh my god, it is Tatooine.
1: Uh, um, first they had like the they had like the droids from uh, Episode One uh-huh. like, at the at the landing pad. Yeah. Um, you go to the bar and like, oh, they allow droids here now. I was like, oh, how progressive. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um Well since the, I, since the huts aren't there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well I don't know I don't know how there are other huts to take um Jabba's place. I don't know. Well there there was, but I guess there isn't anymore. <laughs> so because the uh the
0: uh we'll we'll get into that here in a second. Um but the uh so he's at the bar and uh, he's looking for work and the the droid is like, uh, no, we don't have any work and then the uh, um uh, friendly a friendly young man is like, Hey, I have some work for you and it's like, Oh, okay. Turns out kids trying to get into the guild. <laughs> the very guild that is hunting him
1: and uh the yoda Apparently apparently his test to get into the guild is to take down like One of the most badass snipers (laughs) in the universe. Right? Right? And That's true, that's true.
0: (laughs) Like, what a dickhead move, (laughs) Like, Not only
1: that, that person is also uh, Ming-Na Wen. So, you know, he never stood a chance. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so,
0: anyway... Um... So I, uh, I noticed right away that where they sat, that's where, that's where Han shot Greedo.
1: He even had his, like, uh, boots on the table, all smug-like. Yeah. Like, that's
0: where, that's where Han shot Greedo, and I was like, that's amazing. How dare you pick such an amazing, <laughs> such an amazing thing to reference for me, you assholes. <laughs> So anyway... Was it, was, it, was, it, was it like blaster bars on the
1: walls or anything like that? Like, no, I didn't see that. Uh, maybe we can decide who shot first. <laughs> right? So, um... It'd be funny if, like... just <laughs> Some people in the bar was like, No, I saw it. Ham shot first. Like, no, Bruno shot first.
0: So, anyway. They, they... Uh, Mando reluctantly agrees to help him out because, um because the uh um you know he needs money he needs money dollars and um so they needing the money dollars he uh um what is it decides to uh decides to go with this guy and help him out and and they're like going and they get the speeder bikes and then um and then they are going across town or going across the desert, and then they they stop all of a sudden. And he's like, uh, "Hey, hey, uh, we gotta stop." And they stop, and it's like, "Oh, hey, so what do you see?" And it's like, "MF and sand people." Yeah. uh Oh, uh, those, uh, them, they're uh, Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so. <laughs> They, he, he's like, okay, well, how are we gonna? Uh, what are we? What should we do to sneak past him? Like, well, you can ask him that yourself. And he turns around. And there's a couple Tuscan raiders there, and they, he's like, oh shit, <laughs> and like Mandalorian exhibits. Uh, one of my favorite tropes in, in, uh, in shows and TV and stuff like that is the, um, is the. Uh, character has unexpected ability to uh, to communicate with someone you wouldn't expect them to communicate with and so he comes over and he apparently knows the the Tuscan Raiders sign language that they speak <laughs> and so he's just like boom boom we're negotiating
1: <laughs> yeah I like that um also like... Because we rarely see Tuscan Raiders as, as anything but like as like s- s- savages, so it was just nice to see them in a different context. Um, if it was just for a little bit, and then they find a a, a Dubek. Yeah,
0: I love those things. <laughs> those big was, old, big old wizard. It was, was, was right? <laughs> it wasn't like a. Practical one,
1: I think it was CG. Um, I think it was CG, yeah. Yeah, but um, it turns out it was like it was bait to lure them in, mm-hmm. so the uh, sniper can get at them. And then we kind of have a um, hurt locker sniper situation going on, where they have to wait the sniper out. Yep. Till it gets dark, and there's some double crossing and all that stuff. And uh, only a half hour episode this one. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too long, but you know, honestly,
0: I liked that it was short and sweet, and um, it was it was a uh, pretty rad. Oh, we totally forgot about the 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 ship, the Hangar Lady. Oh
1: yeah,
0: and how, and how rad she was, and uh, took care of the babby, and took care of the babby, and she was so mad at the Mandalorian for <laughs> <Yeah>. leaving her alone. <laughs>
1: um, I found out that's the voice of uh, Princess Caroline Bojack Horseman. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, she was a good character. Uh, and then, like after it's all said and done, she's like, "You're not getting paid, are you?" He's like, "No." But maybe this will cover it. And He just hands him a bunch of gold bars from the guy's <laughs> from the guy's person. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, "Yeah, this will handle it." She's good to go for a while. All right. So that was the um. The next three episodes of The Mandalorian.
0: Yeah, and I'm just man. I really They're... Like even for its you know quote unquote uh, filler episodes and even these uh, what what you could consider slow episodes. Um. I I honestly I can't stop loving the show. I, it's just so good to me. And um. I just
1: man. That Baby Yoda. It's not just Baby Yoda. When, when, uh, when he flips yeah. that switch, and the Mandalorian's like, no. <laughs> flips the switch again, and the Mandalorian's like, no! <laughs> he flips the switch, he's like, okay, stop. <laughs> yeah. You're timeout.
0: <laughs> I just, you know, I love that there's so much character dynamic between them, and there doesn't even have to be a whole lot of uh, dialogue between them to make it work, you know? That there's all this amazing stuff that that they do that uh, it's, just, it's just
1: I amazing. mean, they never they never really spell it out, but you know, he sees himself in this baby. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, he was an orphan. He was hunted by the Empire. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm really curious how um like how this will wrap up. Like I think they're doing multiple seasons with this one. Like I wonder if this will carry over to a new season or if this little like Yoda baby one is like a like a season long arc. Yeah. But um Yeah, I think it's still a good show. Uh, it like it definitely after episode three kind of got more Yeah, we're just telling some fun stories. And not yeah. really advancing the plot much, but uh, that's okay. I mean, not every episode needs to be like earth-shattering, you know, story details. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, uh, it's it makes it makes total sense, and like, it makes it's just, Oh, gosh, this this whole thing is just so good, and I love it so much. I just haven't had this much fun with watching. Uh, Watching a show in such a long time because
1: I just yeah, we haven't talked much about it we didn't talk about like the music is really good
0: oh yeah uh, it's it's so oh gosh
1: and I bad. like how the I like how the credits has like concept art of the episode playing over it and all that stuff and ah uh, really good
0: exactly it's just it's just so good i'm I'm just damn you know, I'm just so
1: happy about it I love it so much. All right, so we will be back in a couple weeks with um, the last so, three episodes. Yep. I think, they're, I think they are doing one this Friday and then like one next Wednesday for some reason. Yeah. And then the next Friday for the, for the last episode. I, I don't know why they're not doing why they're doing it early one week. But that's what he says. So. I believe him, or I believe the wiki. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. find out what happens to little, to the little <laughs> <That'll> baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> find yeah. out what happens
0: next time on the Mandalorian and
1: his baby, <laughs> the uh, Dadalorian.
0: <laughs> Dadalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know I, I'm starting to see a lot of more of these uh these these uh what is it wolf and cub combinations happening more often um and I I cannot get enough of it
1: <laughs> so I love it I it's love like it. a it's like a samurai trope kind of right like the yes yes that that is
0: exactly what I'm that that is exactly what I'm quoting yeah because
1: we been referencing. Um, Westerns a lot, but also there's a lot of samurai in this. Yeah. But, um, all right, we'll see you guys next time. And goodbye. Bye.